Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Blues Stanley Cup Championship Parade, and I know one of the families that really, really, really enjoyed that parade was the Kelly family. And John Kelly, the voice of the Blues on FS Midwest, is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. J.K., great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Randy. How are you guys? Doing well. What's your strongest memory? And I know that your family was there for the parade. What's your strongest memory of the Blues Parade from last year? Well, it was one of the best days of my life, quite honestly. And I think um, the word that comes to mind is overwhelmed. Um, when we, we were on a float with the other broadcasters and our families, including my mother and a couple of my siblings, and we turned the corner, Randy, um, on the Market Street, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is massive. So I think that's the biggest thing. I, I knew it was going to be a great celebration, and it should have been after 52 years. Um, just the enormity of all. And, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, we were ahead of the, where the players were. Um, and then when, when we saw the video of, of what the players did during the parade, getting off their floats and high-fiving the, the fans and, you know, bringing the cup to the, to the edge of the street where the fans could see it and touch it, um, they, they got so engaged with, with all the Blues fans. It was amazing. It was just a great parade. John, you probably thought about what that day would be like so many times. Was it in reality better than you ever dreamed it could be? Yeah, it really was, Michelle. It was, um, you know, it, it was such a positive celebration, and it, obviously it should be because you've just won a championship. Um, but the, the fans were just delirious is the word I would come up with. And, and it was, you know, 40, 50 people deep at some point, and people were standing on tops of parking garages and buildings. And, um, and then at the end of the parade, um, on the stage, looking out over the arch grounds, over 100,000 people there, it was, it was just amazing. And, you know, as you know, it rained that morning. And then when the parade was scheduled to start, it, it quit raining. And it was just a beautiful day. And what a celebration it was. It was just a remarkable day for everybody. And John, I, I got to tell you this because when that happened, and I was wearing a, a raincoat, I was thinking it was going to rain all day too. And then the sky is clear, and it's not just kind of cloudy. It's it's a beautiful day. And I'm thinking about your dad, and I'm thinking about Barkley Plager, and I'm, I'm saying there is something divine that is looking down upon us today. And I know that you were thinking about your dad, and your family was so close to Barkley's family that there was something magical about that day. And I think that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, I think so, Randy. Um, I certainly thought about him and, and, and Barkley and the late Doug Wickenheiser and, you know, obviously the names go on, some of the great blues that have passed away. Um, but, you know, obviously people like Bobby Plager and, 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 and Al McKinnis, who's been with the organization since 96, um, people who have meant so much to uh, the city and the blues and, and everybody and, 
and I'm just so happy for them. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, the biggest thing, Randy, I've said it many times, but for the fans of the Blues who have been so patient, so loyal, who have suffered some disappointments and obviously a lot of great moments, uh, I mean, this team almost moved to Saskatoon <laughs> in, in the 70s, as we know. And, um, you know, they had some really tough times. At one time, one summer, when they were almost on the verge of bankruptcy, they had three employees. And, but they persevered and had some great moments and obviously some great people in the organization, including some Hall of Fame players. So for, for us to finally celebrate a Stanley Cup was, was and still to this day is a remarkable um, moment and achievement in my life. It's amazing how time flies because I remember interviewing Al McInnes right after he retired, and he said his greatest disappointment in hockey was not being able to bring a Stanley Cup to St. Louis. And then when he's up on the uh, the float, I'm interviewing, and, and he said, I've been trying to do this for 25 years to bring a cup to St. Louis, and as part of the organization, he was able to do that. It's amazing how quickly those 25 years pass by. Yeah, and he, he played on some great teams, as you know, Randy. And, of course, he won a Stanley Cup with Calgary back in 1989. I mean, I felt that the Blues team that lost to Detroit in the second round in 96 was a heck of a team. And, and the team in 01 that lost to the Avalanche um, in, the, in the Western Final was a, a marvelous team. But it just seemed, Randy, they were missing something um, in, in each particular year or whatever. I mean, in 01, they had a fantastic team, but they just didn't have the same goaltending that, that Colorado had in particular with Patrick Waugh. And in 96, to me, with, when Gretzky was there, you know, they needed a break. They needed that goal, like Maroon's goal against Dallas in double overtime. Instead, Eiserman scored the goal to win one nothing. So, you know, who knows if they would have gotten that break or – um, they would have been healthy in certain years. I know one year against Vancouver, the team got the flu and lost. So it just seemed like they were close, um, but for whatever reason, they could never break through. And last year, of course, they broke through in in the most wildly crazy, improbable season in the history of sports, quite honestly. It really was. And that was such a special day for so many reasons. But I think one of the main things for me is that those players really got the fans. They really understood St. Louis. It wasn't just their achievement. They truly realized that this was for everybody in the city. And as you mentioned, John, watching them want to get off of their vehicles and go out and celebrate with the fans in that way, I thought was really rare and really special. Yeah, because I've watched other championship parades and, you know, they engaged the fans and they made them feel special. They didn't sit on that their floats or their cars. Um, and I, I think that's what made the, the parade what it was. It was an amazing celebration. And again, the fans were so well behaved. There were no arrests that I know of. And it's not like the fans were rushing onto the street um, through barricades and things like that. Um the, the players, I think, they enjoyed the interaction with the fans as much as the fans enjoyed the interaction with the players in the Stanley Cup. It really was just a, a great moment for, for everybody celebrating the Stanley Cup. Hey, John, I want to talk a little bit about this upcoming season because there are hockey players that are just naturals. Mario Lemieux had everything, and he was just a natural hockey player. And it seems like those are the sorts of players Nathan McKinnon looks like one of those guys to me, the the guys that just have the innate ability to be a great hockey player. Who do you think the uh, will stand out for the Blues in this time where 
we haven't had guys working out, and it's a it's a three week training camp, and then we're off and running. Who's the natural among the Blues? Well, they have a few. Randy, obviously, uh, you know, obviously, a guy like Tarasenko is just so gifted, you know, with his shot, and you know what what some people don't realize, and, and players have told me this that he might be the fastest player on the team. Mm. You know, if if you had a foot race from one end to the other, he might be the first guy down the ice. So. He, he's just got naturally great athletic skills. And, and on defense, obviously, players like Pareko and Petrangelo. Um, they're obviously big guys, but they have tremendous skill and they have great hockey sense. And I think that's, you know, when you, when you ask that question, I think that's one of the things about this Blues team. Not only are they a very close team and they work hard and they defend well, but they have a lot of really smart players. And to me, that that's what separates uh, good teams with great teams and perhaps championship teams, you've got to be smart. Hockey is not a game like football, as we know, where you have set plays and, and things like that. You, you, it's, it's something that you have to really understand and, and read and react. And, and that's the thing that I think this team really stands out is that they're such a smart team. But, you know, I'm not worried about the Blues, Randy and Michelle. I think that they're, they're such a close team. They want to defend their Stanley Cup championship. And when, when the time comes, they'll be in shape. They'll be ready to play. And hopefully they can get back to the game as quickly as possible because, quite honestly, you don't have a lot of time. I mean, they might have a couple of preseason games, the round-robin games, and then right into a first-round series. So you've got to find your game very quickly or you could be out in the first or second round. John Kelly, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. We appreciate it. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you very much. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.